What's happening, friends? Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. If you listened to the show last week, you heard Lunchbox get a ticket. He got a parking ticket. He ran in to get some food for like five minutes. He comes out. There's a ticket on his car. He's like, I ain't paying this. Turns out it wasn't the cops that gave it to you. It wasn't the city. It was a private parking company. Correct. And so I then felt like you had a, a nice argument there. What are they going to do? They can't put you in jail. Can't do anything. So what happened? So I went ahead and emailed him just to be nice, just to check on it. And I was like, hey. And I emailed him from my lunchbox email. What does that mean, your lunchbox email? So it comes from, you know, our our company. And it so it says lunchbox at our company.com. They saw it. <laughs> what do you just say? I heart. You know our company. Trying to be private. <laughs> I mean, people are going to figure it out. Are you scared your emails are going to blow no up? No one knows yeah, who I mean, we work for. If I say our company, they'll be confused. Yeah, they're not that smart. Okay, so you send them an email from your Lunchbox email account. Yeah, so I didn't even have to drop the Lunchbox name. They just see it in the email, and they replied right away, oh, don't worry, don't you don't have to pay it. We waived it. Boom, oh, gone. Wow. wow, smart. That's it. Do you think they waive anyone that emails them? Oh. No. Or do you, you don't? No. Well, it's like asking for a refund on your pizza delivery. Because something went wrong. Well, if you call them, they're probably just going to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We'll give you something. Yeah, make it right. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I just felt like I was like, hey, man, I was just getting food for five minutes. You know what I mean? And I got to go to work early in the morning just trying to get this taken care of. And Early in the morning. Yeah, maybe he got a nice person that was checking their emails that day and was like, oh, he was just picking up food. Like, no big deal. We'll wave it. I do not think it's He calls and is like, I don't want to be your bonehead of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But how cool that they waved it, all because I threw the name out there. That's what you do. You drop your name, you get things taken care of. Or that you just emailed and you were nice. That could be it too, but I like to think it's my name, status. Also, you said, I was just doing it to be nice. I don't think that was the case. I don't think you emailed them just to be nice. Well, I was just trying to fish, like saying, hey, man, I was just there for five minutes. You know, it's a bad look on you guys. And they were like, ha, wave it. Okay, well, there you go. He's... He now doesn't have to pay his parking ticket. Okay. Yeah. 60 bucks saved. Uh, Daniel in North Dakota, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Daniel, what's going on? I just wanted to talk to you all about what happened on Mother's Day. All right, go ahead. We're listening. I have two boys, and I've been with a girlfriend for probably seven months now. And for those months, we didn't have my boys, and I did not get her anything for Mother's Day. And I was just wondering if you all think I did the right thing or not, and... Also, her mother just passed away two years ago, so we didn't really do anything about it this year at all. Does she help take care of your kids? Sometimes, yes. I don't think it would have hurt. I don't think that by the law of the land you had to get her something. But if she helps take care of your kids, I think that would have been a really nice gesture. And also, she lost her mom. I think it would have also been a nice gesture to go, hey, I know you lost your mom. It's a hard, it's a hard Mother's Day. Yeah, I can't side with you. I'm not going to put Daniel in Mother's Day jail. But he's on Mother's Day probation. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't a direct violation, but he definitely could have done better. Yeah, I get it. Your kids are not calling her mom. That's probably clear at this point in y'all's relationship. But she is still doing mom-type things to help you out. So definitely a card. Not even like a Mother's Day card. Just like a card of gratitude or flowers or something. So now, though, (laughs) I think you need to do a little something to make up for it. Not a big something, but just a little something, okay? Okay. So we do not side with you, but we still <laughs> like you, and we still appreciate you. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you later. All right, bye. He's like, dang it. Good luck. <laughs> he was calling us for for us to be behind him. Be like, you're all right, man. We weren't, though. Bones.
It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hey, Bobby Bones. So my daughter's been asking me to get a nose piercing after graduating eighth grade going into high school. She wants to get it for her 14th birthday. All she wants to get is a small stud piercing. Legally, she can get one in the shop without having an adult present. To me, I feel like she needs to show responsibility, maturity, respect, all before getting something like this. I do feel that 14 year olds may be too young, but if she were to show these signs, maybe, just maybe, we would let her. She says, Dad, if I can get Bobby Bones to say that a nose piercing stud is okay for a graduating eighth grader, can I get one? So I wanted to hear your thoughts. Do you think 14 is too young for a nose piercing? Thanks, and as a huge fan of the show, keep doing what you do because we love it. From over here in Cresswell, Oregon, love Daddy Boom. Amy, I saw you make a reaction. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking up the age to get that in Oregon because I'm like 14 to just be able to show up. I, I just didn't know if I heard that correctly. Her daughter could go do it without a parent at 14? That's what they say. Okay, the well, I, okay, well, I guess maybe she might need parent consent. I would think at 14. Mike, can you look that up? Piercings? Parental cons- uh, For Oregon, because each state is probably different. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's a federal thing. Well, like- I didn't think it would really be a law anyway, except for a tattoo. Oh, well, I, yes. No, or maybe he- they had like a, a rule for each work, like each business has a, a rule, oh. not a law. Yeah. Well, I know there's things they have to abide by because I just took my daughter for her 14th birthday to get a double piercing in her ears. And I had to sign parental consent on everything. So, or, you know, guardian. But, uh, you know, if my daughter wanted a nose ring, I would really have to think that one through because it's very different to me than the ears. But a little stud is kind of cute. I agree. Here's what I say, Pops. You're not extremely anti it. Or you would have said, I don't think this is for her. Can you please help me? You don't. You've even given a, little, a couple terms here that if she meets these terms, she can have one. So I would say that's where it sits. I don't think 14 is too young. If you're the parent and don't think it's too young, 10 is, 12 is, maybe 8th and ninth grade is the first time you can get one of those and not be weird. Here's what I'm going to say. You have set the rules here. Let me read this. You need her to be, quote, responsible, respectful, and mature. Ooh, those are three good things. If you could lay out what that means to her and give her something to work toward, like responsible means getting these grades in or getting... If she can do this, I think she can get it. Honestly, I'm okay with it. You're okay with it or you wouldn't ask me. It wouldn't even got to this far. Yeah. And I think it's because she wants a tiny stud. Now, yeah. I, you know, if it turns If she wanted into- her septum pierced like a bull, I would say no. <laughs> right. She wanted that big ring coming out of her nose. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. different. That's an 18 thing. That's an adult thing. Yeah, that's a you not living here thing. So I'm not going to say she should get one right now, but you have laid out the terms. I don't think it's too young because I obviously don't think you think it's too young. So for each of those three things you want from her, responsibility, maturity, and respectfulness, you need to lay out something and give her a few months to accomplish it. If she checks off all the boxes, boom, you get it. Yeah. I think it really is like case by case, like chi- the individual child, how they are and how they'll handle that. Because, I mean, it is also a responsibility. She's going to have to take care of it. It can get infected. That's what I was telling my daughter. She wanted multiple piercings up her ear. She's going to have like, to feed it. She's going to walk it. <laughs> no. Oh, that's a dog. Sorry. <laughs> no. It's different. Yeah. But you do have to take care of it. It's not just like you get a piercing and... But I think eighth and ninth grade, you start to want take care of stuff on your body. Okay. Right. Yes. 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 I agree, but she sounds like she will, so. Yes. So set the guidelines. If she can meet them, she gets it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. 
That's it. That's the mailbag. Thank you for sending it. Hit it, Raymundo. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. What are you laughing at? I just picture some other parents with their kids maybe riding in the car right now and some other 14-year-olds are like, see, Mom? This is (laughs) not for everyone. This is not for everyone. It is case by case. It is child by child. If it's something that you want, then show your parents. Yes, and have them write me an email. (laughs) And if I clear it, it's okay. You can be respectful and you can be mature about it. Morgan, if people want to send an email, what do they do? <laughs> Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Minors age 14 to 18 need written consent from a parent or legal guardian for a body piercing. Okay, so I guess if the parents provide a written letter to the place, they can get it done. But how do you just, you just forge that? Yeah, or maybe that means you have to be there and sign it like I did. Who knows? No, I don't think so. Because being there and signing it's Sending is being there. Oh, well, yeah, then that's easy. Yeah, just forge a letter, it. yeah. But don't do that. <laughs> that's the mailbag, everybody. <laughs> Over on the phone is Mike in Denver. Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, Bobby. So I got a random question for you. So last week you were talking about how it's really irritating to you and it's really rude of a person to be late for an appointment. And so you always want everybody to be early. So, or at least on time. So I'm starting a brand new job this morning. So is it considered rude? If I'm early, you know, I got no problem with that. I, I, actually, I'm kind of getting turned on. <laughs> oh, gosh. What? I what, mean, what kind of job is it? Right. Let me ask that question. So it's a desk job. Like, I'm going to be a project manager. My question is if you go into this place early, are you imposing on someone who's already in there? Exactly. Because if not, Get there an hour early and get to work if, if that's what you want to do. I think just you asked me the question. No, it's, it's amazing to get places on time, to get places early. It shows that you are dependable. It shows that you are thoughtful about other people's time because if you get there on time or early, you're showing that you're not more important than anybody else. I will say there is like a thing of if it's too early that you may ruffle somebody else's feathers. Like if you're not disrupting, like sometimes Bobby, I've been ruffling feathers for years getting early and you okay. know what? I'm climbing that ladder. Well, yeah, like Bobby will show up to parties early and you're not ready and you're not expecting guests yet. And you're like, oh, Bobby's already here. This is awkward. <laughs> that is true. And I've tried to do better at that. Right. <laughs> I actually now will try to get to a party five minutes late. Mm. Because I feel like that. And you know it's okay. Yes. It's not like an important meeting. I would. I'd show up to Amy. She'd still be in her towel and like her hair in a bun. She's like, guys, we don't start for an hour, man. Bobby's I'm here. like, I'll just sit in the kitchen and wait. Yeah. But I. Is, is there any snacks? I'm yeah. like, well, there will be. Can I get- <laughs> <laughs> They're just not out yet. Can I get a little- I mean, I'll just let myself in the fridge. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. And it was, of course. Listen, you're fine. You're showing your bosses how dependable you are. Go get it, champ. Go, go make a difference. Go be a good worker. Go get that raise. Put your kids through college. Teach them the same thing. Teach children well. Us in the military, they always told us, if you're not 15 minutes early, then you're late. Wow, 15. So, I feel like that number gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> it used to be five minutes. That's probably a life or death situation, huh? What? In the military. If you train yourself to be early, at worst case, you'll be on time. Once I got a ticket coming into work, probably four or five months ago, cop pulls me over, gives me the business. Like, I got to give you a ticket. Set through. Got to go ahead and go back to his car. Wrote the whole ticket down. Walked slowly back to give it to me. <laughs> Took Le- his time. Lectured me. Oh, my. And you know what? I still got here five minutes early. Yeah? yeah. Well, I mean, that you left with plenty of time then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Hey, good for you, Mike. I, I commend you. I salute you. You are my hero. Go to work early. You've, now you've blown 15 minutes talking to us. Uh-oh. He's going to be late. Yeah, he's going to be no, late. Go ahead fire. and go in. Yeah, you're good now. Go in. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. There he is, Mike in Denver. Love to hear it. See, that's what I like. 
We're changing people's lives. Eddie's never late. Anymore. No, I'm not. And the other day, Amy got a flat tire. We, I picked her up, and we were even early, even when we got to work still, because we left with plenty of time. Yeah, I don't even, I'm getting turned on. Do you like that? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Dan and Shay just announced their rescheduled tour dates for their arena tour this year, and during the announcement, they possibly teased a new album coming. Fans deciphered the message within the post, and it spells out album. You can see the announcement at bobbybones.com. Matt Ramsey of Old Dominion shared on social media that he fell off a ladder and ended up in the ER. He has a broken rib and collapsed lung, among other scrapes and bruises. He's back home now and recovering. Raylin shared a song on her Instagram that she wrote for her unborn daughter when she was just eight weeks pregnant. Here's a clip. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. James Dilks, he's a veteran of the Iraqi war. He's from Kansas City, Missouri. And when he got back from the war, he just, times were tough and he had to sell his car. So he's been walking to work four miles every single day. Well, lucky for him, there's an organization called Cars for Heroes that heard of his story and said, "Uh uh-uh, you're not doing that anymore. They got him a new car and now he gets to drive to work in style. In style? I mean, I mean, he's got four wheels, right? Yeah. He's not walking. <laughs> That's good. That organization's fantastic. Good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is time to play the Bobby Feud. There are 10 jobs that make the most in tips. Can you name them? We'll go around the room. Name a job that makes the most in tips. They asked 2,000 Americans, 2,000 Americans, lunchbox. Uh, that would be a server. Show me server. <laughs> Number one answer. Woo! One okay. point for lunchbox. Go ahead. A uh, hair person. A hair person. Show me a barber. Yeah. That's good. Number six. All right. Uh, you know, I used to do this, and you get a lot of tips. Give me delivery driver. Show me food delivery driver. <laughs> Number two. Okay. Give me, oh, I guess it would be a different kind of driver, uh, like a cab or ride share, whatever you want to call that, a driver limo. Limo. They're all their uh, drivers. Share, drive, yeah. like Uber and Lyft drivers. Show me that. That's number four. You got four answers off the board. Okay. Um, when you, this is something I didn't know how to do when I first did it. And I was like, man, I called you guys from the restaurant. I was like, guys, I can't do this because I don't know how to do it. Valet. A valet. Valet's good. Show me valet. Wow. Oh, I have that. Okay. That was that's not, a, that's crazy. Incorrect. Well. Okay. Uh, Ray Moon. Uh, wait, who's next? Me. Eddie. Eddie, go ahead. Okay, Bones, I have uh, the bartender for sure. You have to tip him every time he makes you a drink. Oh, the bartender? Yes. Show me bartender. <laughs> Correct. Five points. Five points. Woo! Okay, so I'm talking about. They asked 2,000 Americans, name a job that makes the most money in tips. We have five answers off the board. When you go to a hotel, the guy that opens the door for you, puts the bags in the car and everything, the doorman, give him a tip. No one 
Are so. you saying hotel person or yeah. doorman? Hotel, door, whatever person. He's a doorman. <laughs> hotel person. He gets your bags. He's like, how are you doing, sir? Here's the door. Thank you. Bags. Just put in your cab. Show me hotel employee. Correct. Oh, my gosh. And number seven. Okay. I'm going to stay with that same kind of theme of uh, the guy that carries your bags. The guy at the airport. Skycap. What? I have ne- what? What? What is Skycap? Oh, if you check the bags, your bags in outside. The curb. I don't ever check those in. All right. Show me whatever Eddie said. That's it. <laughs> no, it's not in there. Right now, Lunchbox has 13 points. Eddie has 12 points. They asked 2,000 Americans, what's the job that tips? Uh, Amy, there's three, eight, nine, and ten still left. Movers. Oh, good, good one. one. Show me movers. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Wow, Amy, that's that's crazy. Okay, this is something people do. The dog groomer. Hmm? The dog groomer. Show me roof, roof. I didn't really like I got it. it. They asked over 2,000 Americans, name a job that makes the most money in tips. You go get that massage, and after the massage, you're like, here, let me give you an extra 10 for uh, that nice Ooh. massage. Thank a, you. A masseuse? Yes. Show me masseuse. Oh. Wow. Dang. We're going to have to go speed around because you guys already blew it. Yeah, five seconds. Amy, are you ready? Yes. Go. Nail salon. Show me nail salon. <laughs> Lunchbox. Uh, about the maid. Show oh, me. that's good. You mean at the hotel? I said maid. Show me maid. <laughs> Eddie, it comes down to this. If you get it right, you win. If you don't, you lose. Okay? Yeah. There are 2,000 people. They asked them all the question. <laughs> Name a job that makes the most money in tips. There are four answers left on the board. Servers is gone. Food delivery drivers is gone. Uber and Lyft, gone. Bartenders. Barber, hairdresser, beauticians, gone. Hotel employees, gone. Four answers left. Gosh, I just don't think a lot of people are on the golf course, but you tip on the golf course. Let's just go kip your ta- uh, tip your caddy. Golf caddy. Wow. Tip your caddy. <laughs> well, go ahead and play my song, Ray. Shut golf caddy. <laughs> go ahead and play my song, How Ray. How many times have you ever had a golf caddy? In? Like once. And you're like, show me golf caddy. <laughs> Yay! Yeah! Go no. caddies at number ten. This is they can get on. they can get around fifty bucks per player, one more uh, or more if it's a really nice course. Oh. And there is our winner, yeah! producer Eddie. I don't live this lifestyle. Hey, sorry. Up, you know what another one was? Doorman. Like yeah. a literal doorman. Oh. What is that? Oh, but I said I thought- doorman. No, you said hotel doorman. employee. Doorman. So I made you pick. They both would have been right. Okay, all right. Hey, I feel good about that. And Doorman would have given you more points. Really? Yeah. Mm. I was but, thinking Bell Hop, but is Do- that that been in hotel? Yeah, that's hotel too. Okay. Uh, doorman, DJs at parties, and oh. babysitters and oh. nannies. Are you rather? Ooh, I don't tip. I don't them. think I've ever gotten a tip babysitting <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> Amy now week. reveals her side hustle. <laughs> She's babysitting. Eddie, you are the winner. Yeah! Nice job, buddy. Big win. Thank you. Thank you. Coming through in the clutch there. You know, we're getting married in a few months, which is very exciting, but I'm seeing a lot of these stories out about weddings and brides. Are there just more stories, or am I just actually recognizing them more because I'm in the middle of it? You're recognizing it more. Really? It's almost like when you're... You get a like, car, all yes. of a sudden everybody yeah. got the same you, car? Yes, you see that car. Or if you think about a red car, then you see red cars everywhere. I'm at the stage now where I'm having to text people and go, hey, are you RSVPing or not? 
because uh, this, this is a meal we have to pay for here. Most everybody is. The only people who are RSVPing no to the wedding so far are Luke, he's on tour, Brian. Um, Ryan, Hurd, and Marin aren't coming because they're... Shows. It's just people who have shows because you're back yeah. at it and you're rolling. Like It's like, don't worry about the wedding. you got to go make your money. But mostly I'm hitting people up and going, hey, let's go. Yes or no? Are RSVPs supposed to be coming in? Because doesn't that go out with the invitation? No, we put it on the on the save the date. Oh, I didn't know that. He said, please RSVP. Oh, <laughs> whoopsie. I'll be there. <laughs> we had to get on Eddie and be like, yo. Yeah. You? But you know he's coming. Hey, we got to put I mean, in a spreadsheet. Guys, I'm going to be there. Right. We need to he's, put it in. He's <laughs> in but the it's wedding. more than just saying that. It's like dietary restrictions. What kind of food is it? Because we have to have, it's an I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just trying. I'm All gonna, that's in there? I'm trying to be a good soldier. Wow, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. not pay attention to that. Sorry. I never RSVP'd to a single thing my whole life. Right. And mostly I'd just be like, yeah, if I come, I come. And I never respected it until right <laughs> now. But, you know, I see more of these stories. A uh, bride and groom are under fire after deciding which meals to give guests at the reception based on how much money they spend on their presents. Oh, oh, that's funny. So, like, some people got the steak and some people got the chicken? Wedding guests have slammed greedy bride and groom for tiered meal plan. <laughs> that's hilarious. The couple have asked people how much they'd be spending on a wedding gift, which is a weird question to ask. Very. People giving gifts valued at under 250 bucks were given chicken. People spending more than that were given a lobster and champagne. Wow. The invitation card stated anything under 250 was considered a gift of love and guests who fell into this category would be eating chicken or swordfish at the reception. There's a whole thing of the card here. It looks like when you're donating, like which tier do you want to be yeah, on? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You're like the gold friend, the silver friend, the bronze friend. That's amazing. No, oh, don't like do it? that. No, no, I just can't believe people would have the gall to do that. <laughs> right. That like that, just... That's so entertaining to me because it never would I do that. Mm-hmm. I would feel uncomfortable sending that out. Yeah. I would be second guessing if these people are my friends. Like yeah, if you and Caitlin it, sent that out, I'd be like, okay, this is But we bizarre. wouldn't because we're I kn- friends. I bet you their friends know them as being those kind of people. Okay. So I bet it's not a complete shock. Well, okay. But that's weird. And you're looking around, <laughs> seeing who's got the champagne. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cheap gift. I'm over there with KFC. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting judged. Uh, there's a vegetarian meal too. Thousand bucks. You get the vegetarian oh, meal. Oh, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. What but, are we eating at yours? I don't, is that oh, you don't know that one. Dang it. I have asked that question. I, I know. <laughs> if I know, you know. I think I know, but I don't want to say the wrong answer. Okay. Nor Smart. do I want to give away, say anything I'm not supposed to say right now. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff we're keeping very close to the vest because Caitlin doesn't want to make everything extremely public till afterward. She doesn't want it to seem like a circus. I get that. And I get it too, and I now understand why. <laughs> Although your life is a circus. My right? life yeah. has been like, here you go. I'm opening my rib cage, everybody. Have at it. But, um, you know, yeah, it'd be good, huh? I just learned the other day because it came up. Some other girls were asking, and, and maybe answered. I don't know, Eddie. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm not answering because yeah. I don't I, know. Well, Smart. listen, she said what it was, and I was like, everybody gets that. She was like, yeah. Like I thought you got to choose. No, I didn't. No, you're only thinking of the people that give over a thousand dollars. This is ours, and we're just test- yeah. I'm testing it out to see if you guys thought it was cool yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a survey was done by carinsurance.com and it revealed that 50% of people were successful in getting out of a speeding ticket if they used an excuse. So you might as well give it a try. What do you do when you get pulled over, Bobby? Well, at my worst, I thumped myself in the nose on a hot summer day and gave myself a nosebleed because I'm very sensitive to nosebleeds. Okay. And I had blood all over my shirt. I was like 19. I was like, I got a crazy nosebleed officer. I can't. I need to get to the bathroom. Oh, okay. You purposefully made yourself bleed. 
Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> the legend uh, has yeah. it. But I was, a, I was a teenager. I wouldn't do that now. It also hurts. They but- let you go? Mm-hmm. Wow. Of course, he's bleeding. I had blood all over me, brah. Mm. They gave him a police escort to the yeah. hospital. Well, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, that or I've also said, hey, I'm late to work, but they don't care. They don't care They're about like, that. They're like, well, leave earlier. A, that's a popular excuse that a lot of people use. It's can't not one just, of the top. But... Can't you just ask for a, a warning sometimes, though, and that makes yes. it a little easier for them to give you one? Apparently, Oof. 36% of people this last year said they simply asked for a warning and then half of them actually got it. So it can't hurt to ask. And then top excuses in case you need any. I didn't know I was speeding. <laughs> Medical emergency and everyone else was going this way. Well, speed. there okay. is something to that, though. <laughs> because I drive in because I got a ticket probably, what, eight months ago? Six yeah. months ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the interstate where it goes 65 to 55. And it it's, it's way too slow there. And I go the speed limit now and cars are honking at me. 18 wheelers are like, no, no, no. And I feel like I'm going to hurt someone because I'm going the speed limit. And I do think that they should probably raise it or if I'm just going with the flow of traffic, not get a ticket. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something to that. Yeah. But I, I don't make the law. Okay, so there was a feature being tested last year on Twitter where you would get, you know, a message sent to yourself. If you were sending something offensive on Twitter, it would say, hey, do you want to reread this? Are you sure you want to press enter and put it up there? And now it's rolled out officially on Android and iPhones. People go, yes, I do, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just going to prompt you to review and revise any potentially harmful or offensive notes before you put them up there. Well, what does work on Twitter, it's worked on me a couple of times, is sometimes I'll just retweet a story without reading it. I agree. Because I'll be like, oh, that's I, I agree with the headline. And they're like, well, you haven't read this yet. Are you sure you want to post it? And I'm like, good point. I'll oh, read cool. it. And so I do go read it. And then I still retweet it with the same message. But it's mm. cool. Maybe people, maybe that'll affect a few people and just posting gibberish up there. I know. I Nonsense. wish that Instagram and Facebook would maybe follow with this because clearly it's something they could implement and then people could just be prompted with, hey, are you sure you want to press send? <laughs> they will, for the most part. They yeah. will. So Dirks Bentley would like for you to get vaccinated before you come see him in concert this year because he's been vaccinated. He trusts science. However, if you choose to come a one, come to one of his shows and you haven't been, been, been vaccinated and you get sick, don't sue him. Listen, everything just needs to be open now. Everybody's had yeah, access to get a vaccine. There's one within five miles of everybody's houses, apparently, everywhere. If you, don't, you didn't get it, okay. If you did, okay. Open everything up. Let's go. We're waiting too long now. Yeah. We're waiting. It's now it's getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Open it up. Open the doors. I'm a big, I was a big mask guy. I was a big, not anymore. Everybody's had access, had time. Let's go. Let's open everything back up. Let's go to Dirks' show. That's all. And don't sue him. Don't sue him yeah, or the music promoter. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I can. know. It's a weird one. Well, he just right. wanted to throw that out there. Is that it? <laughs> yes, that may be. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Najee Harris is a running back from the University of Alabama, and he's about to get drafted in the NFL. He gets drafted by the Steelers. You think, oh, he's probably having a big party with his family. No, he was at the homeless shelter where he lived for several years, throwing a party for everyone at the homeless shelter. Crazy story, huh? So, so crazy. Cool. It's awesome. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Here's a voicemail we got last night from Sadie and Anthony in Pennsylvania. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. I have the funniest morning corny ever. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? (laughs) 
Dwayne the bathtub, I'm drowning. Dwayne the bathtub, I'm drowning. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, Dwayne. Dwayne. Guys, I didn't get that at first. I know. It, well, and you like baths, so you should tell that one and next time you guy? get a bath. <laughs> Probably. And did she even know he was there at first? <laughs> That's her sidekick. Okay, here's uh, two kids from Colorado. Here's another one. Hi, Violet. Hi, Silas. And we love the show very, very, very much. We have a morning corny. And the morning corny goes like this. Why is Superman on the toilet? Because it was his duty. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. That one I got. Yeah, easy. A little more straightforward. A little more down the line for me. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What did the mother rope tell her kids? What did the mother rope tell her kids? Don't be naughty. <laughs> yeah. Funny. <laughs> that was the morning corny. So what I have here are everyday items that can become instant weapons if you're in trouble. Meaning if somebody's breaking into your house or you're walking down the street alone, things we have that can help us. God knows we don't want them to have to help us, but are you ready? Ready. Number one, if you're at home and you have a coffee pot nearby, grab the coffee pot, especially if it has coffee in it. Ooh. Because one, it's blunt force object, but then when it shatters, it's glass going into faces or heads. Okay. Like the coffee pot's a big one. A fire extinguisher. Oh, gosh. If one is nearby and you can grab one, if you can spray the person with it, it is completely disoriented. No. Okay. Disorienting to them. Or you can just hit them with it. You could, but you got to get closer to do that. It's yeah, true. it's hard. Like that's the difference in a stick and a gun. <laughs> yes, yes. You got to be close enough to hit them with the stick. Why the difference? With a gun, you can be all the way across the room. Yeah. So, yes, if you have to, but that's also big. It's big to uh-huh. swing around, but and then run. Because imagine getting shot in the face with one of those things. A pen. It's like, hey, if you can grab a pen and something's happening, oh. that's a stabber. Yeah. Stab him in the eyeball. Like, whoa. Eyeball. That's a what tough, the? that's a tough <laughs> spot to get to. The aorta. You can stab him anywhere. You're not really going to be particular about where you're stabbing if you're in a bad situation. True. Keys. If you're walking through a bad area. I'm gonna slice their face up. And what is happening? Amy's going real dark, real quick. <laughs> if you're how- going through a place, you can take a key and put it in your knuckle. Oh. And when you punch, it punctures. Mm. That's okay. cool. Yeah. You, know, you ever thought about that? No, not at all. Uh, your wristwatch. While you might not want to damage your valuable timepiece, you might find it handy as a brass knuckle substitute. Hmm. So, so wrap it around it your knuckles. I have one here. Let's see here. Oh, that's Yeah, but cool. you don't want to ruin that. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to. a nice watch. Well, that wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, eh. Um, a belt. Ooh, Just a, whip them. A buckle. Oh, well, they tell them they've been a bad boy. And just, <laughs> okay. You're being a bad boy robbing me. Bend over. Um, hornet spray, if you can. Now, do you know why hornet spray? Yes, because it sprays really far. It sprays really far. I told you guys to keep that by your bedside. Well, I'm not keeping it yeah, by my bedside. Yeah. I, I have a gun. For intruders. <laughs> well, if as an alternative. And then flashlight. And we have two flashlights strategically put in our house where if something happens, you can grab it and go. We have them like up on a wall. Mm, smart. Like small ones too, but they're really strong. They make those really small flashlights. Um, so we have two of them mounted purposefully. But we have a pretty good little little out plan at the house. We got a pretty good security. So we got nice. you know weapons. Then sometimes people just knock on the door and I just start shooting. I'm good. gonna be honest. Good with for you. you. Yeah, I mean, just as a warning. 
But there you go. Just some tips. A little self-defense class on the radio this morning. Do you feel good about that? I do. Seeing a lot of stuff on Instagram about prom. Here we are again, prom season. Are they having proms for the most part? Some places are, but I've heard of some places completely canceling it. Let's get that prom going here. Yeah. My prom, I, I had two of them. Did you guys have junior and senior prom? No, I, ju- just I didn't. Senior. Just senior. We were a small school, so, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I think we needed both classes to make a full prom. You know, we had 55 kids in my graduating class, I think, and we were one of the biggest classes at my school in a long time. So junior prom was fine. I went with a girl who went to Jesseville. I think she's just like, yeah, I'll go. It'd be fun to go. I think she was a 10th grader. I was 11th grader. No big deal. Took her home afterward. Like to her house. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I take anybody to my house. <laughs> and I didn't take her home. Like, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good okay, point. Good sorry, point. Sorry. Just clarify. Yeah, I was such a loser. I thought that was just known. That's yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. Like dropped her off. My senior year, there was a girl at church. And I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her. She didn't go to my school. She went to Jezebel, too. Everybody went to Jezebel. And so I was like, I'm going to ask her. And so... We were in the same youth group and, and Sunday school class for all of my time in Mountain Pine from like sixth grade all the way to my senior year of high school. And her parents were big parts of the church and I really liked them. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her to go to prom. And so I got, I called her and I hated calling girls on the phone. I was not good at it. Nobody really wanted to talk to me. I was like, hey. And so I got her on and I kept her on the phone for like an hour. There was nothing to talk. So what, what's up? I saw school good. What are you learning? Just drug it out. And then finally, I was like, well, I guess I'll, I'll go. And she was like, okay. She had no idea why I called her. And I was like, hey, so would you want to go to prom? At the very end of the call. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, I, I don't know if you're busy, but we have prom coming up. Would you want to go? And she was like, I guess. And so I wasn't sold that she was, her heart was in it anyway. I felt like since she was in church with me, she felt like she had to say yes, because God would be mad at her if she didn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so she went. And so I was like, all right. I was all nervous. For weeks, I was nervous. Got my tux, and I decided to go black tux with white bow tie with a white vest. I look like a total tool. You know, well, I, I was total. I was total tool 100% though. No, my look was not good. And so I was so nervous, and I was like, okay. So I, t- I take her to prom, and we get there early. I think we're one of the first one or two couples there. Because you know me, I like to get places on time. <laughs> yes. We didn't have to wait in line for pictures, did the pictures, dance, it's fine. Ate, you know, had a good time. And then when it was over, everybody was like, hey, we're going over to guy's house big big after prom party and she was like oh that's cool and i was like i don't i don't feel comfortable going to a party and she was like oh, okay so as soon as prom was over put her in the old subaru drove her <laughs> it was like 10 45 dropped her off nothing no smooching went to bed that was it that was it uh, the whole uh... it was awkward from the phone call to get in there early to taking her home right afterward did y'all dance a little bit but mostly, I, if I danced, I wouldn't like dancing with my guy friends. I don't know why. This whole thing feels weird now talking about it. I was just an awkward guy. And so it never uh, it never worked out for me. And then we always we always had prom. We never really talked much after that either. Oh, man. But it was really awkward. I was really hoping that was going to be my first real, you know, my first real shot. I think we, we all did. What yeah. she's doing now. Well, Garth asked that song. <laughs> what she's doing now. Yeah, I don't know. But it's pretty, your prom? Uh, I, the only really awkward thing I can think of is that I didn't get asked to prom, so. Oh, that's that stinks. Oh. I know. So you it's, didn't go? It, no, I asked somebody. I ended up asking my ex-boyfriend. We had broken up, but he was a junior and I was a senior. So not only that, I took a junior and I was a senior and I had to ask him. And I remember going over to his house because I was so 
yeah, I was just em- embarrassed and self-conscious about it. But I mean, given that I had dated him before, I felt okay-ish about it. But I remember vividly clear as day going over to his house and having to tell him that I didn't have a date to prom. And if he would, wanted to go with me, that'd be awesome. And he did. He went with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you give it a cutoff to when no one asked? I don't know. Because I'm wondering when you finally give up that no one's going to ask. Oh, I did not. All my friends had been asked. Everybody in my group had a date. Why do you think you weren't asked? Because I asked no one. Because everybody in my group had a date. I don't know. There wasn't some random guy at school you knew that you'd be like, hey, why don't we go? This would be fun. Nope. They had dates. Hmm. Everybody had a date. And then that was my most recent boyfriend that I had broken up with was this guy. So uh, I took him. And and, yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, we had so much fun. Like, he's fun, so it was good. But that was the only... uh, The night was great. We had, like, a lot of... Like, our friends had a big party. Like, everything was perfect about prom, except for the fact that I didn't get asked. (laughs) What were you saying happened to your niece? Well, she just had her prom, and she wore her dress. She looked beautiful, her dress. Like, she, I guess she felt like she wanted to wear those... Like inserts, like those chicken cutlets, like on her, make your boobs her look a little chest bigger. area. Yeah. Yes. Which was not necessary, but she did it anyway. And I guess they fell out when she was on the dance floor and then her friends started throwing them Aww. around. And then she, the next morning, she went out into the driveway and they were stuck to her windshield. Somebody like picked up. <laughs> she's like, well, maybe people won't know that they were mine. And then when she went out to her car, they were stuck to the windshield. Were they doing that to be mean? I think that they were just like, oh, Adeline's chicken gutlets and threw it on there. No, I don't think it was a mean thing, but I don't, you never know. I mean, kids, she was acting like it was a playful, funny thing, but then you never know. I worry that, I wonder if part of her is a little embarrassed, but... You know, I mean, I was just pumped that she even got to have a prom because they had to wear masks. Oh, with their dresses. That's tough. (laughs) You take it off for the picture at least? Oh, for sure. Okay. But then, yeah, they had to mask it up. Wow. I make out with masks. I'd have been getting out of there going to a party. Even I would have been getting out of there going to a party. (laughs) They went to a party and she said they played water pong. Like beer pong, but with water. And she still wears it with water. I'm uh, like, okay. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't go to the party because it wasn't water pong. They were playing. Uh, most awkward thing about prom, Eddie? Well, see, mine's kind of weird. Like, so I'd gotten in trouble about two weeks before prom. I already had my date and everything. And my parents said, you're not going. I did something pretty bad. And they're like, you're not going to prom. And Your parents were shutting you down from prom? Yes. And what like, did you do? I-, I threw a party without them knowing and, they- and I got busted at my house. And that sets you down from prom? Yes. And so my dad was like, he's not going. And my mom's like, please, come on. Finally, I begged them. They said, yes, but you cannot go to Mexico. I was raised seven miles north of Mexico. It was a thing, prom night, to go have dinner like you were 21 years old in Mexico, order all you want, drink all you want, and then go to prom. That was just legal there. Well, yeah. I mean, you can be 12 years old and it's legal there. So they said, don't go to Mexico. Prom night. I get my date. All my friends are like, we're going to Mexico. So we go to the restaurant, and I'm big shot walking to the restaurant. The first two people I see when I walk into the restaurant are my dad's best friends. Oh, and I'm wow. like, oh, my, you've got to be kidding me. And they look at me like, what are you doing here? And they were so cool. They said, you know what? Enjoy the rest of your night. Don't worry. We won't tell your dad you're here. <laughs> Liars! Because the next day, <laughs> I got, I woke up. My dad said, "How was Mexico?" So that was my big did embarrassment. You get in trouble though. for that? Of course I did. So I was grounded for another month after that. Another month? Yes, it was bad. Wow. Okay. Uh, lunchbox. I mean, there's nothing really awkward about prom. When you're named prom king, there's nothing really awkward about it. Everybody loves you. You're the center of attention. People want to be around you. And that's how my prom went. I went up on stage, got that crown. I still wear it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> He's cool, not man. joking. Morgan, how was prom for you? <laughs> 
It was really good. I didn't have any awkward moments, but my senior prom, I ended up in a tornado shelter because a tornado touched down oh, that's outside good. of our prom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we spent like an hour and a half in shelter. That's a good story. It's a cool story. I mean, you didn't get hit, right? No, we were sitting in the gym all together. There was thankfully like a little bouncy house in there for the after prom. And so we basically were just in our dresses, hanging in the bouncy house, waiting for the tornado to pass. That's a fun story. Mm-hmm. Better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> you going to prom with me? Okay, I'll drop you off. Okay, we're first here. All right, you guys can leave us voicemails if you had something awkward happen to your prom. 877-77-BOBBY. It's a survey they did about cheating, infidelity. What do you think the number one reason women gave for cheating? Emotion. Emotional. That their partner had stopped paying attention to them and they felt lonely. Oh. That they had no one else to turn to for companionship. See, this is like a layered thing. This is like you guys just... There's a lot more to you. Right, because what's the reason for men? Girl with pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. The top reasons guys <laughs> gave for cheating was because they were hot. And they gave in because they were hot. Not because they felt lonely. and. We are cavemen. We're like, must, must get it now. <laughs> we, don't, we don't think about future. Except for you're not totally, because you're not like that. No, but I'm saying generally, mm-hmm. may, some would say I lean a little more female in many ways. <laughs> but look, look, you, the depth of a woman versus the depth of a man when it comes to this is significant. Is going, all right, a woman's like, you know, I've really struggled. We spent a lot of time. I'm not really having my needs met emotionally, physically, intellectually. So I think I'm going to veer off. A guy's like, boobs. <laughs> It's pretty simple. That's it. So, guys, you're really, guys are the reason that women cheat. Follow me here. Okay. Guys not giving their women the love that they need are the reason that women cheat. And then women Guys just- are also the reason that, that guys cheat because we're just like, we need it. We're dumb. We need it now. Yeah. Women just existing. Yeah, but Bones, cheating isn't about the reason, though. It's it's the fact that you cheated. The reasons are always there. No, I'm saying it's always the guy's fault. I get it. I get it. Yeah, in general, it feels like it's mostly always the guy's fault. Either way. Because if the woman's cheating, for the most part, it's because she's not having something mad. And if the guy's cheating, it's his fault because he just just like... (laughs) Because he like that. Must touch the high knee. You know? That's all. It's a little public service. It's the guy. It is. It's the guy's fault. 99% of the time. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. James Boots' car was stolen last week, and obviously he's upset about the car, but mostly his dog was in there. His therapy dog, Ladybug, was taken with the car. So he spent all night looking for his dog, hoping that they stole the car, but they let the dog out somewhere close. His search got a boost from the St. Paul Police Department who posted on social media about the missing dog. They asked, hey, can you guys help to the public? A few days later, they got a call from someone who saw the stolen car and reported the car. When they showed, A few days later, they found the car and the dog was still inside the car. Oh, my goodness. A woman's been arrested. Ladybug is back home with Booth, who is extremely grateful. And he's like, I'm going to get the dog a steak. Yeah. Crazy they didn't let the dog out. Yeah. I know. Yeah, great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. A pretty good evening. Last night, we went and went to have a little dinner. Kind of late, though, like 7.45 or so. We saw Brothers Osborne at dinner. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like together or just one of them? The whole family. Oh, the whole family. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. When I talked to, you know, John and TJ for a second, the food wasn't there yet, so I felt I could approach. If the food would have been there, I'd just wave from far away, but like, 
I gotta go to Zayo. Oh, so even if you know the person, still wait and don't approach them while they're eating. Who wants to have someone walk over the oh. top of them while they're eating a burrito? Oh, good call. I don't. So if you see me out, Eddie, wait till I'm done. Okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's my best friend over there, but I'm going to wait till he's done eating. <laughs> but I saw them, went and talked to their mom for a little bit, and it's always good. They're, oh, I'm sure their mom loved that. She, she it's loves just you. just the, the nicest family. <laughs> um, so saw Brothers Osborne. I did have a little moment where I was kind of regretting. When you get up from the table, you have to put your mask back on, right? Mm-hmm. So when you eat, take your mask off. Have your food. If you go to the bathroom, you have to mask go to the bathroom, on. mask goes back on, you walk across. And so I was walking from the bathroom and I see them, it's like 10 of them at a table. It's the whole Osborne family. And I was like, hey, I said, hey, I said, I'll TJ first. I said, TJ, what's up? And I had a mask on. So he, I think he kind of recognized me by my glasses and I pull my mask off and he's like, hey, Bobby, what's up with <laughs> And so I walk over there and, you know, give him a little hug. I had everybody said, I don't want to make you stand up. But I had my mask off the whole time while I talked to them. Which I think was fine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking that question. I, well, I think I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I think it was. I didn't think a thing about it till I got back to the table, and I was like, "Dang, I took my mask off and just had a few dozen words with them." Yeah, I think it would have been <laughs> weird if you'd kept the mask on. But <laughs> <laughs> did you step back a little bit? No, I'm pretty much sitting their lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they're all vaccinated. I would think so too, mm-hmm. but I just don't know if that's still. And rude if they're or not, not, it's on them. Yeah, it's on them. I agree. <laughs> it's over. It, it, open it up. Open the doors to everything. I agree. Uh, so I did that, and then last night we got back in our bedroom for the first time in almost Ooh. two and a half, three months. Wow. Two bathrooms flooded at the same time in our house. Our room and the guest room. So we've been living in like some small room in the other side of the house, and we got to go in last night, sleep for the first time. Not everything's fully done yet. There's no bathtub in there yet, but the bathroom is done. Sleep in her own bed is amazing. How oh, did you sleep well because of that, do you think? No, because the the TV's out. Like, for the back wall, the power's out in the back wall. Maybe from oh, a storm man. they hit a month ago and we just haven't been in there. It's can, hard for me to sleep with no TV on. Can you turn on your computer? and? Doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the computer works. That doesn't work for me, though. Not I need to have it vibe. on. It just need, needs to stay on. The computer, I got to worry about turning it off, flipping it down. Is it going to die before I get to work in the morning? It's a whole thing. I did watch an episode of Girls 5 Eva, though, yesterday. What Are you is watching that? that? I don't know what that is. It's on um, Peacock. It's about a girl group. They were huge in the 90s. They failed out. Sarah Bareilles is one of the actors. Um, it's, it's a, it's a comedy. Script, scripted show. Yeah, it's comedy. Okay. Can you say what it's called again? Girl- girls 5 Eva. It's like Girls Forever, but their girl group is Girls 5 Eva. <laughs> like EVA Because they're going to be famous more than forever. They're going to be famous <laughs> 5 Eva. That's <laughs> funny. Okay. And so... A rapper ends up using their sample today, and they're all working like at a pizza place, one's a dentist, and it kind of brings them back into the mix, and they play Jimmy Fallon in the background, so, but now they're on a reunion tour. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty funny show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but girls, I watch Girls 5 Eva. <laughs> that's the show I watch now when Caitlin goes to sleep. Oh, I feel like that might be something I need in my life right now. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. So I did that. But that was that's the personal news from yesterday. Let's do the news news from yesterday. Let's go. Bobby's Big Stories. A woman's awarded 32000 bucks after being excluded from her company's Pizza Fridays. I mean, pizza is supposed to be shared with others, right? We all agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. A court has ordered an auto dealership to pay nearly $32,000 in damages to a former receptionist who was knowingly and maliciously excluded from its communal Pizza Fridays. Dang. But why? <laughs> so there's no room for bullying in this world. They reported that the management would order takeout for the entire office except for the receptionist. According to her, t- I can't believe this is in a courtroom. I, can't, I know, right? I, I can't believe these are adults. Hey, and how much money did she get? $32,000. What? <laughs> what? That's 
Awesome. According to her testimony, all of her co-workers were asked what restaurant they'd like to order this special lunch from, and they were invited to share in the bounty of corporate takeout with their fellow employees. And she was never invited. And now they are being punished. How? I don't even understand how this is possible. <laughs> like how she even got money from that. First of all, they should have included her. Rude. Second yeah, of all, exactly. I don't think it warrants her getting paid that much money, though. Well, Maybe it's just that they're saying it's bullying in the corporate workplace. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it to me. If you don't like her that much, get rid of her. Right. Or, or if, and if you don't like being there that much, go get another job. But she worked there for years. Mm. Yeah. Life's too short to be miserable. Listen, one summer I worked answering phones at the front of my mom's office where she worked, and I was the receptionist, and I didn't get to go any, to any of the lunches because the phone always had to be answered. So, like, I didn't get to step away. I had to eat my lunch at Amy the desk. Amy calls her lawyer after this segment. <laughs> Guys, I never got to go. I didn't. But, I mean, that's why. I had a responsibility. Maybe It they- seems to me that there is more behind this story than just the pizza. Right. It probably is how the entire workforce and workplace treated her. Mm. That's what I would say. That's a lot of money. Uh, when she joined the company in 2014, wow. she had been allowed to join on the pizza fund, but all that changed. Oh. Mm. <laughs> It changed in 2018 when uh, she accused another staff member of sexual discrimination. Oh. The company investigation concluded the accused employee did behave inappropriately and was punished with a written warning. Well, there you go. So it's something else behind just the pizza. So they started cutting her off the pizza once that happened. Well, and now the money's starting to make sense. It wasn't just about... Is it ever just about the pizza? No. no. Rarely. Rarely. Uh, another story... During the pandemic, everybody was adopting animals. We love that. Well, now everybody's taking them back to the shelter. No. What? Everybody, I don't literally mean everybody. <laughs> Every single person. But across the country, large numbers of people are returning pets they adopted during the pandemic. So they have to go back to work and stuff. Maybe. Apparently, as things began to return to normal, people are realizing they might not be as prepared for the pet as they thought they were, which really stinks. We adopted during the pandemic. Not because it was the pandemic, because we thought, let's get Stanley a friend, and we found a dog that needed a home that was you know, picked up off the side of the road. It has been a nightmare. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to keep Some her. days you wish you could return. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's just a lot of work. Puppies are a lot of work, one. But dogs, it's like kids. <laughs> I know. <laughs> tra- no, they have trauma that you, you know, Eddie, you're a foster parent. Sure. Amy, you're an adopted parent. Yes. I'm a kid that has a lot of trauma. Um, there's an extra layer of working with them. Yeah. Your do- it's, there's abandonment issues. Yep. Attachment disorders. So, but yeah, I guess hang in there. I promise it'll be worth it. I promise. All right. That's that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Raymundo, you ready to warn us? Yep. I even got a little warning alarm right here. Oh. Okay. So, Ray hit me up. He goes, hey, I need three minutes on the show to warn everybody of something. Yeah. You ready for this? I don't know. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I was driving with my wife, and she said, hey, you guys haven't been in the south in Nashville when cicadas come. You guys heard of these things? You know what? I saw a news story this morning about the entire northeast getting attacked. (laughs) So she said when you're going for they're basically like a beetle-like creature. When you're running, we're outside playing basketball. You're playing with Stanley in the yard. These things will go in your mouth. They're trillions strong. They will just swarm. It'll be tough to drive. You got to use your windshield wipers, and it'll almost be like rain or snow. You got to clear your because there's so many of these cicadas. For so how not, long? Uh, like, weeks, because they come up to mate. Apparently, they're subterranean. They they're below the ground right now, but they're coming. I'd say we've got maybe a week. Cicadas are here. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a news story about the entire northeast into southeast part of the country where they're saying cicadas are coming. Every 17 years. 
the cicada boom happens. Oh. Do you know anything about this? No. So we haven't experienced this. Okay. Well, I, 17 years ago. But what? I don't remember getting Us. cicadas in Arkansas. Uh, I believe it's, it's more one of, state over. Well, it's New York into Tennessee. Maybe it doesn't drop to Arkansas. It doesn't go to Texas. I never remember it there, and it never happened in Michigan. Trillions of cicadas are about to rise up from the ground and swarm the eastern U.S. So here's a gross question. Should we start eating them? Ew. Someone asks. But why wouldn't we? Well, I we why, eat gross. You ever ate a hot dog? Yes. Let me ask you that. That's disgusting. Well, oh, it is. No, I, it is a hot dog. No. If you, I mean, I we, love a hot dog. <laughs> I'm looking at the map here of cicadas. It's it's Missouri, a little bit of Northwest Arkansas, down into Georgia, all upper Midwest. It's it gets so pretty what's nasty. The date? Well, I don't think it's a date. I don't think the cicadas are like all right. <laughs> they look at the calendar. It's June second, boys. You <laughs> okay. know what to do. <laughs> well, I just wanted to be ready. Ray, what do we have to do? Yeah, I would say mainly get your outdoor activities in right now because they're coming. <laughs> get them in. Okay, good she to said know. it's tough to go out on the patio. You can't go into pools. You almost just got to hide inside for a what? week or two weeks. It's a couple weeks long? Yeah. Are you being a little dramatic with this? No, 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 no. She said it's something she's remembered. It's happened, I believe, maybe once in her lifetime. It's something that's, trust me, noteworthy. You need a warning. So that's why I thought I'd tell you guys. Okay, thank you. I mean, I'm kind of scared a little bit. Me too. He did say he wanted to warn us. Okay, I don't know anything about this, except it does happen once every 17 years, and they do come up from the ground. I didn't know we had to drive with our windshield wipers on because it's... Cicada Fest happening. Are you going to get all your outdoor activities out of the way? Well, I'm going to plan like seven of them today then. <laughs> I, I'm just going to do one today. I didn't know. All right, Ray, thank you. Yep. It's nice of you, bud. Raymundo just gave us a big warning about cicadas. They're going to kill us all, apparently. Or if you'd believe what, he's about to, what he told us a second ago. Uh, John is on in Oklahoma. Hey, John, what do you want to say about this? Um, just want to say the cicada really doesn't hurt anybody. Um, it basically... Kills wasps and buries them for their for their uh, feeding purposes, and then it shakes the trees while you walk outside, maybe during the day at night. But it's not going to be like anything Ray said. It happens every year between June and July in every, almost every state. It may seem more than normal, but nothing like Ray made it seem like they're going to attack your car and everything like that. Huh. Ray what? just told me I wouldn't be able to get to work without turning my windshield wipers on because there would be so many cicadas attacking the car. You got a better chance of having mosquitoes like that than you do with cicadas. What? Oh, Ray's wife just texted me pictures of cicada palooza, <laughs> is what it's called. And there's cicadas everywhere, and apparently they shed their shells and leave them behind, and it's a mess. There are times that do that, but to say that it's going to hit every state and, you know, blah, 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 it's not going to happen. All right. Thank you, John. And John uh, works in pest control. Oh, well, he would know. So he would know. So yeah. he would know. I right. mean,. John, what kind of pest? What's the biggest pest you ever ran into that you're not related to? Kind of not. Well, that <laughs> narrows it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> mostly snakes are the biggest, you know. But if you're talking insects, tarantulas are the other one. Oh, oh. Do you have a fear of a tarantula? Or are you cool with them now? I'm okay with them. I still don't like snakes. I I fear bed bugs more than anything. Oh, let's walk through this. You ever been bit by a tarantula? Tarantula? No. Okay. What about a snake? Yes. Where'd the snake bite you? Uh, in the nose. It was a water moccasin. Nose. In the nose. Oh, why? Were you trying to sneak up on it in the water? <laughs> How? <laughs> trying to smell it? No, I was doing a beaver control in one of the lakes, knocking out a dam, and the water moccasin just, you know, swam up and 
defended his territory, and there's really not much you can do but take it. Oh, wow. So it bit you in the nose. Did it hang on your nose? Did you have to rip it off, or oh did it bite God. and run? Oh, no, it's a bite and run, you know. And what did you do immediately after the water moccasin bit you? Did you go right to the doctor, or did you finish your job? Oh, no, I finished the job, and I'm out of the water. That a boy. You know. That's crazy. Okay, so bed bugs. Why are you more scared of bed bugs than a tarantula or a snake? Because they can live off of one drop of blood in a wall for up to a year and multiply by thousands, and you don't know it until they come back out for another feeding. Like cicadas, basically. I'm sorry. No, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, like, no, zero percent like cicadas. Uh, They live off one drop of blood, what? They live off, once they bite someone in the home or get a a meal, as they call it, one drop of blood, they can live up in a wall. Oh, in a wall. In the living room, bedroom, for up to a year without coming back out for another feeding. Have you ever been inside someone's house and you, it's just an infestation of bed bugs and you're like, oh no, this is not going to be good? Burn it down. Yes. Uh, at least three times a year it happens. Now, why? Is it because people aren't keeping their houses clean or is it just random like traveling and someone brings it home? Like, what is the biggest cause for bed bugs? Cause is. Well, it's just that they're like a flea in a ticket. They're attached to you. They, uh, they're called hitchhikers. Um, the problem is it's so expensive to treat that most people don't yeah. until it's too late. And then what, what does that mean, too late? Do they kill you? Like, why, what, what, well, I mean, what am I missing here? Until it takes over their house. No, no that, that is an infestation that you just can see, you know, uh, tremendous amounts, thousands of them in one room. And what does that cost if you go into a house and the bedroom is covered in bed bugs? Do you just do that bedroom? Do you do the rest of the house? And, and what does that run you for like a, you know, 1,800 square foot house? An 1,800 square foot house would probably cost you about $2,400 and you have to treat the entire home. And then do you have to move out of the home? No, the, the uh, customer would have to leave the house for about four hours while, while the treatment was done. And then they would come back every three months and do inspections to make sure that we're taking care of the problem. I would just itch all the time. Like if someone's like, you know, you got to go to another part of the house or leave for four hours. I would just itch the whole time and think they were like on my skin and my butt and my eyes. (laughs) I would just feel that way. It happens. uh, There's a phobia called uh, no seams, and that's basically what happens when people get bed bugs. I just got bit by no seams for the first time. Uh, like two weeks ago, I was in Florida and I, I, something was, I was itching and something was biting me. And I thought my brother was kidding. He's like, oh, that's no CMs. And I thought, um, I'm imagining this. But no, I looked it up. Or, Wait, so he, he said it's a phobia called no, no CMs and no, you've been bitten by a no CMs. Yeah, so yeah. you got bit by nothing. So John, tell, <laughs> us, tell us what Amy's talking about here because Amy just went off the rails in a weird way. Well, I had bites all over me. Oh, no. There's an instant called no CMs, but most of the time when you go into a home looking for a bed bug inspection, People have already itched and scratched and looked it all up on the internet and, and basically scared themselves out of their skin. Yeah, it's me. And you really got to calm them down. And in the industry, we call them the no seams because we're not finding any activity, but people swear that they're there. Okay. Yeah, I need a hug. If that happened to me, John. <laughs> okay. I need you to come in. Give me a hug. Hey, John, do you want to uh, promote your business or anything? I mean, you've given us a lot of cool information here. I'm happy to let you plug yourself. Oh, uh, it's Kudo Pest, Kudo Pest Management out of, out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. What, I, Kudo? Kudos? Yeah, Kudo Pest Management. Kudo, K-U-D-O? Out of Broken Arrow. C-O-U-T-O. C-O-U-T-O. 
C-O-U. Oh, it must be a last name, maybe. I'd say Quoto if I were looking Quoto. at it. But Kudo, Kudo Pest Management in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Hey, let me do an endorsement for them here. Hey, guys, Bobby Bones here. You know, <laughs> when I needed to manage some pests, I called Kudo Pest Management in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and I think you should, too. One time, I had a bed bug in my butt. You know who fixed me up? John. <laughs> That's right. Give him a call. All right, John. Hey, appreciate that, bud. Hey, I appreciate the plug, and uh, good luck on the marriage, and you did well with an Oklahoma girl. Yeah. I, thank you. I have something to say about that. We went to dinner last night. Thank you, John. You can, John didn't have to wait. You can hang up. <laughs> He's going to feel bad and just have to sit there while I tell a story. We went to dinner last night, which I mentioned earlier. We're walking, and it's not lost on me that physically she is a number many more than I am. I'm just a dopey guy that's pretty funny. That's how I got her. She's luckily attracted to the nerdy, funny guys. And we're walking, and some guy goes, looks at me and gives me a thumbs up. Like he's sitting, we're walking by an outdoor patio, and the guy goes, hey, man, and gives me a thumbs up. And I was like, hey, and I think he knows the show. Like most people that wave at me will know just from me from the radio show or something. And I was like, I do a, like a thumbs up like halfway, like, hey, thumb, hey, thanks, because I'm not sure. And he goes, I don't know how you got her, but great job. Wow, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> like the weirdest compliment guy. slash, no, it's not an insult, maybe to me a little bit. Yeah, to you. But I also insult me like that, so I just am kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm trying to do us all right. All us nerdy, average-looking guys. I'm trying to do it for all of us. All right, John, thank you for that call. I'm going to do one more call on these cicadas, which Raimundo told us they're going to invade and kill us all, basically. He even had a big alarm. Uh, this is Sarah in Tennessee. Sarah, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? Great. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So I was stationed in Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, right before September 11th, I got well, I deployed on September 11th, and then it came back and deployed again 2003. So somewhere in there, it happened, and it is disgusting. They had to have snow plows clear the roads. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so which is it? Like, I don't know what to believe. I guess it just depends on each state is affected differently, and so clearly yes, Kansas. And there, yeah, and there are 13-year and 17-year cicadas, and there's maps that show you when they come, and I don't even know what the point of them is. They just hide, and then they come out, and they reproduce, and then they go back into hiding for 13 or 17 years. I mean, isn't that the life, though? You hide for years, you get out, you reproduce, and you hide again. Oh. That would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad life. That's me. I love that. Just hang out. Okay, uh, I'm still worried, though. Like, this is kind of freaking me out. Yeah. And I'm worried about the birds. Oh, yeah, I forget Amy has a fascination with birds. Mm. An unhealthy obsession, I would say. Even. Well, no. Didn't you just buy something to make sure they wouldn't get wet? Your birds? Birds in nature that fly? Yeah, it's called a weather dome. She, no. Everybody listen up. Oh, boy. Amy has an unhealthy obsession with birds now. I love it because I have unhealthy obsessions. Okay. As long as it's a positive thing, I'm okay with it. It's been raining a little bit, and I noticed that their food was getting wet. And so I thought, well, surely there's got to be a way to keep their food more dry. Like, I don't want it to get moisture to get in there. And then the next day is a really hot day. And then the moisture causes, like, mold. Like, I'm just thinking of them. And so, sure enough, I looked it up. It's a thing. Weather Domes. Online. Ordered it. I'll let you know when it gets in. Just say, click here if you're a sucker. (laughs) No, it wasn't that much. But, I mean, I'm excited to give them a little coverage. Do you think birds care if their food's wet? Yes, I do. You do. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking. you know, I do, all I know, well, it's more that I'm concerned about their health because if there's mold or stuff that starts to grow in there and they eat it and it makes them sick, I'm going to feel bad. Like, I have a responsibility if I'm feeding them to feed them well. Amen. 
And I'm I'm caring for so many. I have three nests You're on cat, my. Well, Amy's cat lady, yeah. but birds now. You are. But I have three nests on the vines in my like on my patio. I can see this ending with the your HOA having to go. Lady, stop with the stop with the birds. We have too many. You're going to be the hot spot. You're going to be the cool club in town that all the birds come to. They have to shut it down because they're playing the music too loud and doing stuff in the back. Okay. I just, I mean, hate hate all you want. I'm just being one with nature and my birds, and I am worried about how these cicadas are going to affect them if they're swarming through the air. Maybe they're food. Maybe the birds eat them, and you have to worry about it. Maybe they don't come to your house anymore. They have enough food. I thought for a second there you were saying the birds were the food for the cicadas. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, let me say this. It's Tuesday, obviously, right now, May 11th. Mm-hmm. On Monday night of next week, we're six days out. It's Caitlin and I's episode of Running Wild with Bear Grylls on Nat Geo. We're very excited. We're the first ever episode where they did with a couple. We almost died. She dominates. But I hope you guys watch it. And if you could uh, DVR it, watch it live for sure. I need you to watch it live, but we don't get the ratings for it. But if you can DVR it as well, that would be awesome too because somehow that helps. I'm not sure how. Mm-hmm. But if you could just go ahead and DVR it now and then make sure to watch it live, boom, we win. I don't know how what we win exactly, but uh, six days out, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, well, I think we just want to show that there's a, there's one there's point where we're on this helicopter. They put this ladder down. And they're like, all right, let's climb the ladder up. Except we don't get to climb up into the helicopter. We're just hanging onto the ladder as they're flying us over mountains. Hanging onto a ladder is as soon as we landed. It was ridiculous. Were you hanging on to Caitlin? No, because we were on different parts of the ladder. Oh. So, no. I was No, I was scared. I know. I meant, I was picturing you clinging to her like, oh, Caitlin, hold me. <laughs> Rude. I wouldn't, though. <laughs> uh, all right. That's what's up. You guys hit us up if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. Quickly, here are your top three songs in country music this week, because I think it's always important to share and acknowledge. At number three, it is Eric Church, Hell of a View. This ain't for everybody. Toes hanging off the ledge. Like we got nothing to lose. Ain't always heaven, baby. This living on At number two, Sam Hunt, Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. That's a jam. That's it. That's a jam. That's it. That part where the crowd goes, Oh, the breaking up was easy in the 90s. And that song, like the crowd sings it, that is... The radio is better when Sam Hunt's got a hit. Oh, I agree with that. It just is. Love it. Love that song. He played it bluegrass style in here. Mm-hmm. He's such a talented guy. But that is a jam. And uh, number one is still Jake Owen for a second week in a row with wow. made, made For You. Yeah. Look at that. Was made for you. Love to see that. Uh, and then the number one rock song. We'll do one out of format song. Here is The Offspring, Let the Bad Times Roll. You know the offspring from songs like You Gotta Keep Them Separated. Yes. Dun, 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 or dun. All the Girls Say is Pretty Fly, fly for, for a, a White Guy. guy. Dun, dun. It's all. <laughs> 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 all right. There's your big music. Uh, we can drop that song, Ray. Um, I don't much care for that one anyway. Here's the thing about the Sam Hunt song, though, which is not the one we dropped. There, are, I'm, I'm here on the radio. We listen to songs all day. I'm over it 95% of the time. 
That Sam Hunt song comes on, I turn it up. Oh, yeah. when he says bartender set pony up, man, time to go home or whatever. So like, no, I'm all, at first I always oh. think like the DJ's talking. Oh. <laughs> you think it's? <laughs> but then when it starts, I'm like, this is the song. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes with us from Fargo, North Dakota. A 28-year-old woman was not invited to her ex-boyfriend's funeral. They said, we don't want you there. Please stay away. She's like, oh, no, it's not going down like that. So they're at the cemetery. Here she comes, blazing through in her SUV, speeding around the cemetery, trying to run people over. Oh, oh and trying to run people over? Yeah, people were diving out of the way. What? Was she on the road or was she actually in the cemetery, like on the, on the grounds? I guess she was on the grounds just speeding through the... Hey, listen, she's she's also suffering. Yes, mm-hmm. she is. She's mourning. In her own yeah. way. Is she like running over headstones and stuff? No, no headstones, just the people. People <laughs> were people. diving out of the way. Don't be crazy, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> she don't be that insulting. And what happened to her? Uh, she was charged with reckless endangerment. Okay, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> You guys left a lot of good voicemails last night. Let's roll through some of them. Here is Heather. Just heard the question about the nose piercing. I believe the dad needs to wait until she's a little older. Just because I have one myself and they can be difficult to take care of, especially what they pierce your nose with, which is surgical still. And there tend to be a lot of people that are allergic to it. So just my advice. Thank you for that. You can go back and hear that in the mailbag from this morning's show. She's 14. She wants to get her nose pierced. Here is voicemail number two. If I go through the drive-thru or even go inside, say Chick-fil-A, get my order to go, but I go and sit in a parking spot in my vehicle to get some work done while I eat my food, can I go back inside and get a refill? Is that stealing? Is that frowned upon? Let me know. It's a good question because you're not still in the restaurant. I'm going to say you can't to go back and get a refill. Why? It's COVID times. No, not a lot of people are eating inside, so he's choosing to be safe and get No, no, I get it. I think car. once you walk out of the building, your refill privileges are gone. I don't think they're going to stop you. Hmm. Yeah. They're not going to stop you anywhere because most people are going to be like, eh, they're just getting a refill. They were just in here. But I would think as someone who used to work in a restaurant, once you leave that restaurant, that's kind of like walking out of a game where they go, if you go come back in, you got to pay again. Oh. Like you can come back in, but you got to pay again. I would say... It's probably not welcomed, but they're not going to stop you. Because they're also not going to see you out in, your par- in the parking lot eating. Yeah. You can declare when you walk in, I haven't left, the, prim- <laughs> I haven't left the premises. <laughs> so I would compare it to walking out of a game and they go, hey, no re-entry without repay. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, here is number three. I was listening to the segment with Joe Nichols, and I just, it was amazing. I don't know that I would have been able to name Joe Nichols as one of like the specific artists that defined my childhood, but listening to all those just absolute bangers from 2000s country was just, it was the highlight of my day. So bring Joe Nichols back on. He was amazing. We have more Joe Nichols. Wow. That's what they want. Bangers. Bangers. Uh, and you can hear that on yesterday's podcast, on Monday's podcast, Joe Nichols was in. So hear that. And he played on the podcast, which is cool. And here's one more. Man, I love your guys' show. My work gets me through the night. I don't know what else to say. Sounds kind of weird, but whatever. I love you guys. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> Late Thank night you. voicemail. You can always leave us a voicemail, 877-77-BOBBY. That's the phone number. Uh, today, for me, I'm looking at my calendar here. I have lunch. I have... We're shooting a little uh, golf tutorial because I'm playing in that... 
pro tournament in two weeks. Who's the tutorial for? For people watching. Oh. It's on my Instagram. Okay. Um, you haven't seen it? No, I saw. I nah, got her. No. I saw that oh, you with that pro guy. Yeah, and that's he what it is. Hit it over your head, and then you she almost hit him. It. She watched the whole thing. Whole thing. She watched even the end of it. Wow. <laughs> See? Okay. Uh, Don't at me. I apologize for that. Uh, I have a Bobby cast that we're recording with Parker McCollum today at the house, so that should be up this weekend. Oh, that'll Is that be cool. Be on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so then we're going to a spin class tonight. Got some new shoes. Did I tell you what happened with the new shoes last time? Like clippings or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened now? Because you need clip shoes to spin class. And so I'd been using Peloton shoes, and I told you that. I, I yeah, look, you're embarrassed. It's, it's humiliating. Everybody got their fancy shoes. I'm in the Peloton shoes. Uh, so I bought another pair of shoes, and I take them. They're Nikes. And they look pretty cool. They're black and red. And I don't put them on until I get into the uh, bike room. And I slide on my feet, and I can't get them to clip on. I'm shoving my foot onto that pedal hard. I'm, turn, I'm trying to grind. And uh, the trainer, I don't, the girl that runs the class, she was like, hey, are you okay? I was like, I can't, my shoe to clip. She's like, let me see the bottom of it. Apparently, they didn't put the clips on the bottom of the shoes. You, Oh, you need to do that, or they didn't? They didn't put them in the box. They, oh. they, they oh. sold them without the clips. So you were basically just wearing normal just, shoes? Yeah, I was just shoving a shoe on. <laughs> and so they had to run and get me some uh, rentals again. Uh, but we're going to go do that tonight, too. Um, that's it. In life. What's up with you? Nothing. Just I think I need. I don't. I'm scared to look at my calendar because I think I have some things today that I don't want to do. But normal stuff. What the? You don't want to do it? <laughs> like I. But normal. Okay. Well, normal stuff. But I mean, it's like. You don't have to say. Just okay. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not scary. <laughs> it's just like, ugh, like too many zooms okay. for my brain. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow on the show. Bye. Let's go, Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.